Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. This afternoon, I would like to share with you the good subject in my heart. I love this subject, the subject of the file of God. I like to talk about the file of God to all of you. It's actually a big subject. And a lot of Christians around the world don't have any idea or any clue about the file of God. In fact, I came to know the file of God in around 1997. I was born again in 1981. Can you imagine how many years went by before I really came to know about the file of God? And a lot of Christians know about baptism with water, baptism in water, baptism in the Holy Spirit, salvation, but many Christians never heard about baptism with fire. This is recorded in the Bible, baptism with fire. We should know more about it. We should experience the baptism with fire, and we should also walk with the fire of God. Like in the Old Testament, when the children of Israel walked through the wilderness, they walked with the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud. The pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire is symbolic of the file of God today or the presence of the Holy Spirit or the glory of the Lord. We should walk with the glory of the Lord. So let us look through some scripture today. We cannot teach everything about the file of God in one session but we will learn something today together. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for the opportunity to hear your word. And we ask the Holy Spirit to be our teacher, to guide us, to show us the way, to give us the revelation, understanding, and insight so that we will know the truth and the truth shall set us free, Father. We want to really step into the glory of the kingdom of God. We want to learn how to walk in the glory. We want to welcome the glory just like Obed-Edom. And when the glory was with him in his home, he and his family were blessed for three months, Father, until David took the glory away. Father, we want to do the same thing. We want to welcome the glory in our church, in our family, in our personal life, in our business, in our church, in the ministry. Everything we do, Lord, we want to follow the glory of God, Father. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I would like to explain a few words first so that you understand what we are talking about here. Everyone knows about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. God has three parts. 
the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And God the Father is in heaven. God the Son is at the right hand of the Father. But God the Holy Spirit is on earth here, in us, with us, on us, and around us. When you go to heaven, you're going to be in the real presence of God. You're going to be in front of the throne room of God. You will experience His power, His presence. In heaven, there is no need for sunshine because the presence of God in heaven gives the light to the whole heaven. It was so powerful. But on earth here, we have the presence of the Holy Spirit. And the presence of the Holy Spirit can come in a different levels or different measures or strength. When the presence of the Spirit of God comes in the big way, in a tangible way, that we can feel, we can see, we can perceive, we call the glory. The glory is the thick presence of God. Is the tangible, manifest presence of God. Yes, God is everywhere, but His presence is not everywhere all the time. I'm talking about tangible presence. While we were worshiping a while ago, I felt the presence of God in this room. I felt His presence around me. Actually, last night I went to bed at 1.30 a.m. And I woke up at 6 a.m. After that, I could not sleep anymore because I sensed the presence of God and I could not go back to sleep. The presence of God was with me in the room and it's so awesome. You feel the love of God. You feel the holiness of God around you in the room, in the hotel. His presence kept me awake and I could not sleep anymore. So I got up and prayed and wrote some of my sermons and spend time with the Lord. He can show up in your bedroom. One time, God showed up while I was walking into the restroom. And before I walked into the restroom, the presence of God showed up. I fell to the ground before I went into the restroom and then got drunk in the Holy Spirit. And that happened, in, I believe, in Singapore in, or, or Malaysia, something like that. That God showed up and touched me in the hotel room before I walk into the restroom. So God can show up anywhere. Uh, some another time, I was eating dinner with my family and the presence of God showed up at the dining table. I haven't, had not finished my dinner yet. I started to get drunk and the fire of God hit me and I was laughing and laughing and got drunk in the Holy Spirit. And my kids say, again, our dad, gets drunk in the Holy Spirit. So they know that I love the presence of God and love to be with Him. Amen? Amen. When you love somebody, you like to be in the presence of that person. You know, I'm not the type of person that gets depressed easily. I'm a joyful person. I always laugh and smile because of the Holy Spirit within me. And when my patient told me that they have the disease called depression, I have to admit to you, I don't understand. I have no understanding of what depression means. 
because I don't have depression. I always have joy. I always laugh. I always look at the life in a positive way. But last Wednesday night, I have to drive my wife to the airport. The person who's going to pick her up didn't show up. Unfortunately, I was free to drive her to the airport. And I began to feel depressed. <laughs> I did not tell her though. I was really depressed. I could not eat. I did not eat on Thursday. I just sit in my office and no appetite. I came home and my son said, "Did you eat yet, Dad?" No. And I did not tell him that because I missed your mom. <laughs> not depression like a disease, like a sickness to go to see a doctor, but. You miss the presence of the person whom you love, and it's different to be in the presence of the person you adore, you love, you honor, or you know that that person loves you and cares for you. I know that my wife cares for me, and she sincerely loves me. So when she went away, definitely. I feel depressed and feel like missing the presence of one of the greatest person in the world. We should have the same feeling. We should have the same hunger, the same desperation with the presence of God. When you love God so much, you want Him to show up, and you want Him to touch you, to hug you, to tickle you, to kiss you. Amen. To be around you, and that is the most wonderful experience: is to be in the presence of God. I used to be a very materialistic person, very materialistic. When I was a young man, I was really go after materials. But after I have been in the fire or revival and got touched by the fire, that materialistic mindset has been washed away. And now I don't care anymore about any nice bed, nice thing. I just want to be in the presence of God. That is better than to be in a nice house or nice car. If you are in the presence of God, it's awesome. So the presence of God shows up and come around you in a different way. The Bible called the Holy Spirit the wind. Sometimes people get touched by the wind of God. A lot of people told me that in our meetings, the wind of God touched them. Actually, one time the wind of God touched me, and I remember in Portland, Oregon, the minister waved his hand toward me, and I feel the wind hit me, and I fell down on the ground. This is on the stage in front of people. I flew away about maybe ten feet because the wind of God hit me on the stage in Portland, Oregon. The Holy Spirit can show up. In the form of the cloud of glory, the Bible talk about the temple of Solomon, when the priests and the singers began to worship the Lord and sang, "God is good and His mercy endures forever." Then the whole house was filled with the cloud of glory. Wow, that would be good if every service we. See the cloud of glory. Actually, many times the cloud of glory show up in the meeting, but in our natural eyes we could not see. I pray that God one day will open our eyes to see the cloud of glory. You feel like 
the blanket come upon you you feel something on your skin you feel the thick presence of god but the lord can show up in the form of we call the fire the fire of god is mentioned in the bible matthew chapter 3 verses 11 to 12 i indeed baptize you with water because of repentance that is because of your changing your minds for the better heartily amending your ways with abhorrence of your past sins but he who is coming after me john the baptist was talking about jesus christ is mightier than i whose sandals i am not worthy or fit to take off or carry he will baptize you with the holy spirit this is a subject that most charismatic church know about baptized with the holy spirit and speaking in tongue to receive the power to serve the lord i was baptized with the holy spirit in 1983 and spoke in tongues the first time but at that time i did not understand about baptism with fire the bible say he will baptize you with the holy spirit and with fire his renowning fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly clear out and clean his threshing floor and gather and store his wheat in his barn. But the chaff he will burn up with fire that cannot be put out. This scripture talk about the fire of the Holy Spirit, baptism or immersion into the presence of the Holy Spirit who comes in the form of fire. And that's happened in the upper room in Acts chapter 2, verse 3. The early church disciples, 120 of them, were in the upper room. I noticed one thing that is one thing about getting people to be saved, to receive Jesus, repent of their sin, and go to church. A lot of people follow Jesus in that generation. They consider Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Jesus healed them, raised the dead, healed the leper, cleansed the leper, and performed miracles for them. Thousands of people followed Jesus for three years, listening to his great teaching, great sermons. But only 120 people were hungry to be filled with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So I learned that in the body of Christ, not everybody is interested in the fire of God or in being touched by the Holy Spirit, being cleansed, purged, and purified by the fire of God. They just want to have salvation, go to church one hour a week on Sunday, listen to 15-minute sermons, and pay some money in the offering bag, and go home, and that's it. That's all they want in their life. I'm not blaming them. They love God at one level, but they don't have that hunger. They don't have that desperation to be touched and changed by the fire of God. In that upper room, the Bible says, and there appeared to them tongues resembling fire, which were separated and distributed and which settled on each of them in that upper room. The disciples were filled 
with the Holy Spirit and baptized with the fire of God. I don't know about you. I know one thing about myself. I'm a hungry Christian. I feel that I don't have enough. I want more from God. I want to know more of the Bible. I want to know more of the truth. I want to become more like Jesus. I'm desperate. I don't want to be the same way I was when I was not a believer. I don't want to be the same way I was last year. Every year, I want to grow. I want to be stronger. I want to be more anointed. I want to be used of God. I'm hungry and ask God to change me. And that hunger was in me all this year since I was a new believer. Until around 1985 to 1987, I began to realize that my Christian walk has hit the ceiling. I did not grow that much anymore. I knew the Bible, but I did not progress that much. Then I began to cry now to God, Lord, there must be something missing in my Christian walk. And at that time, He led me. I did not even know what He was doing. I just followed Him. He led me to the meeting where the file of God was moving, and I was touched by the file of God. Since that day, I became more hungry, and my life has been changed by the file of God. Since that day, hell broke loose. I have been used by God to touch many lives and to help many people. Since that day, I grow faster. I don't have to struggle for years and years to go to from one step to another step. I move faster. The work of God can get done much faster with a shorter time. Things happen so quickly. And God bless me. I become the host of the glory of God. I host. My body is like a temple or a house. And I want to host the glory or the fire of God inside this house all the time. And I pray that everywhere I go, the fire inside this house will burn the junk, will get rid of the problems of people's life. I want to be the blessing to other people. But I cannot do it by my own strength. I need the glory on the inside of me. After this sermon, I would like to challenge you to be the host of the glory, to carry the fire back to Houston, Texas, back to Virginia, Philadelphia, amen, to Texas, to Tennessee, yes, oh, you come from Tennessee, oh, praise God, may the Lord bless you, yeah, we need the fire, huh? Philippines, that's right. Philippines, the world, New Jersey. Amen. Hallelujah. But God will not force you. You need to be hungry yourself. And God is looking from heaven to you. He's looking. He's looking for people who are hungry, who are desperate and want to be touched by the fire of God. And carry that fire. Host the fire. Thank God, when you host the glory, like Obed-Edom, you will carry not just the power and the fire, but you will carry the blessing of Abraham. Obed-Edom hosted 
the glory of God in His house, and the whole household was blessed. I want to be that vessel. I want to carry the glory, and everywhere I go, my office will be blessed. My patients will be blessed. My church members are blessed. I notice that most of my church members are not sick. Uh, if they're sick, they come to church. They get healed. If somebody really broke financially, they got better financially. God bless them financially. So many good things happen in the house of Obed Edom, in the house that hosts the glory. Amen. So let's become like Obed Edom in this generation. Let us become like that 120 disciples who host the glory of the Lord. Amen. So we want that to happen in our life. We want to be hungry. But again, God will not force you. You need to have that desire yourself. You need to really ask God to fill you with the glory or the file of God. When the file of God came to your life, He cleanses you. You, How do you purify gold? You purify gold by putting gold in a container, and then you burn it. You heat it up until it becomes liquid, and the impurities will rise up to the surface, and the goldsmith can scoop the impurities out. So one of the characteristic of the person who welcome the file of God is that they will fear God and they want to live a holy life and they want to repent very quickly. Their life will stay away from sin more and more, become more holy and holy because the fire is the file of holiness come in to give you the desire to live a holy life and give you the power to live a holy life. You used to lie a lot, you stop lying. You used to cheat, you stop cheating. You used to think negative about people or have unforgiveness or bitterness against people, you stop doing those things. You begin to love people, you begin to forgive your enemies, you help people, you become givers, you like to help and give instead of taking advantage of people. Because the file of holiness cleanses you from the inside. The Bible says in the book of Malachi, chapter 3, verses 2 to 3, Malachi 3, 2 to 3. But who can endure the day of his coming? This Bible talks about two parts. Number one, he shows up. The glory or the tangible presence show up in the church in the church era right now. He show up. Or another one means he will come at the end time. Jesus will show up in the end time and a lot of people will run away because they could not face God. They try to hide themselves behind the stone, behind the rock. They don't want to face Jesus on that day. But I want to talk about his coming now in the church, in this generation. But who can endure the day of his coming? I learned one thing that when the fire of God show up, some members will leave the church. Some people will walk away from the church. They could not endure because they don't want to repent. They don't want to change. They want to keep their gambling, keep their smoking, keep their selfishness 
So when the fire of God show up, it's too hot. The heat is so strong. They say, I cannot endure this anymore. They ran away. They go to another church. That's okay. Their choice. But for me, I want him, I want the fire to burn me. To get rid of all the junk. Actually, I want to share with you a little bit. Lately, I above 60 years old now. I don't want to tell you how much, but above 60 years old. After you turn 60, you start to see parents of your friends get sick. And parents of people start to go downhill because their parents will be 80, 90. Is that right? My dad is 100 years old now. And still healthy. I hope I have that good gene from him too. 100 years old and he's still healthy and strong. I called him last night when I arrived here. So he's still healthy and strong and eat good food all the time. When you turn to this age, number one, you heard the sickness and the death of people who are the parents. Number two, you heard about people around you start to get attacked by cancer, diseases, sickness that cause them to be very ineffective, maybe back pain, neck pain, headache, or some diseases that cause people not to be able to function and enjoy life anymore. I and Pastor Da began to hear all this stuff, and we both look at each other's eyes and say, no, we are above 60 now. <laughs> and many of our friends are sick. Their spouse is dying because of cancer. Some of them even 55 years old, not even 60. And we look at each other's eyes and say, I want to tell you, the fear of God in my heart gets higher now. Because I don't want those cancer. I don't want those sickness. I want to live a long life, healthy, prosperous. And in order to live like that, in order to live sickness-free, disease-free, I need to repent and I need to live a holy life so that I can live a long life. That's why I'm thankful that I have encountered the fire of God to bring holiness to me. In this way, I can live a long life. The devil cannot attack me easily because I am in the glory. I am in the protection of God. And when I don't sin against God because I live a holy life in the fear of the Lord, it's hard for him to attack me. I close all the door that the devil cannot send any arrow to shoot me because I don't cheat, I don't commit adultery, I don't get involved with any sin. I try to live a holy life. That's why the file of God keeps the church intact keeps the believers in good shape because they live a holy life. Amen? I continue to read. Who can stand when he appears, when the presence of God appears? Who can stand? Some people run away from the meeting. For he is like a refiner's fire and like launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi. The sons of Levi mean the children of the servant of God. Are we the servant, servant of God? We are the servant of God. We need to be purified and purge them as gold and silver. 
that they may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. Wow! You can see that one of the benefit of having the file of God is to purge all the sinful nature, bondage, and all kinds of stuff that will destroy our life. You know, the Bible says sin leads to death. Jesus say you will die. This is what He said. He will die if you keep sinning. When the Bible talk about die, it doesn't mean that just die physically, but to death, two kinds of death. Number one, your life is dead. No relationship with God, sickness, poverty, curses, all kinds of broken problem, and lack of victory, defeat, accident, bad stuff happen. Death in this life, and another death is second death. Eternal lake of fire. Jesus said, "Sin will lead to death." That's why, if you understand this principle, you will welcome the fire of God. On the way to Orange County in the car, I was talking to a pastor who gave me a ride. He and I discussed that to teach about holiness in the church is not easy. Most people don't want to welcome this kind of subject. Because it's not easy to do, and especially the pastor himself, if he preach about holiness, and he cannot do it, he cannot preach. How can I preach holiness? Yesterday, I just watched something in the TV. I just turn on some bad stuff stuff in the TV. I just gamble. I just do something behind the scene. So it's hard to preach about holiness, and I sympathize because it's not easy to live a holy life. But thank God, God has a solution. Even though it's not easy to live a holy life, but He sent the fire Amen. to come in to burn the junk, the bad habits, the bondages in our life. Some of us maybe the bondage is laziness, maybe gambling, maybe love of money, maybe pride, maybe anger, short-tempered. All kinds of stuff. He burned them out, and not only that, he also gave us power and desire and new nature on the inside here by the fire to live a holy life in a very supernatural way. That's why the church that welcome the fire can talk about holiness easily, because you can live a holy life. By His power, not by your own ability. Amen. And to live a holy life is good because it brings protection. It brings the blessing. How many people want the devil to attack you? No, is that right? Did Jesus say the thief does not come except to kill, to steal, and to destroy? Is the devil real? Is the devil trying to attack you every day? Yes. Okay, so the devil is real, and he tried to attack you, and we are not free of the attack either. We are living on this earth. We are still in the zone war, war zone. He will try to attack us. In order to live in protection, we need to welcome the presence of God, the glory. The glory will protect us. Not only that. Number two, that is God's side. He come down to protect us. But number two, we need to live a 
holy life. When we live a holy life, it's harder for the devil to attack us. Amen. So I want to encourage all of you. Welcome the file of God. Exodus chapter three, verse two, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire, from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Is this the natural fire? No. no. If it's a natural fire, the bush would be consumed or burned away. This is the tangible presence of God in the form of the fire, the file of God. The file of God came to our life to burn the junk out, to burn the sinful nature out, the bondages and sinful chains and curses in our life. But also the file of God come to our life to call us into working for the kingdom of God. At that time, Moses ran away from Egypt. He was not welcome in Egypt anymore because he killed Egyptian soldier. Therefore, he ran away. And he thought that he's going to just enjoy his life being a uh, shepherd and looking after his animals and just live until he died. But God called him. God called him to save, to deliver the Hebrew children out of the slavery in Egypt. God needs to use somebody to be his voice, to be a deliverer of a group of people in society. I know that God used me a lot for Thai people because I came from Thailand and I speak Thai. So people who understand Thai understand me. I cannot speak English as well as Thai. So God can use me to help a lot of Thai people around the world. Just like Moses was called by God, anointed by God to save his own kind the Hebrew, or the children of Israel. Moses was scared. Moses ran away. Moses was busy with his farming and shepherding business. But suddenly, without expectation, he encountered the fire of God. The fire of God at the burning bush. And the fire talked to him. The voice of God spoke out of that burning bush, out of the fire, and called him to go back to Egypt to deliver the children of Israel out of the slavery. I don't know about you. I have to relate to a lot of people around me as a pastor and as a doctor. And I have seen that lots of people are in slavery, either financial problem, broke, big debt, family problem, husband and wife at the verge of divorce, kids getting into drugs and problem and depression, lots of problem. People nowadays may not be in Egypt like at that time, in the time of Moses, 
but they are in spiritual Egypt, financial, relationship, health, anything, work. Some people got into accident, and after accident, they got the curse of accident. And when I look at these people, I feel so mercy and have such compassion on them because I know that it's not fun to go through those kind of suffering like a slave. I just met one young lady, American lady. Last two days, my patient came in with pain in the ear, pain in the neck, pain in the shoulder. She went to see multiple doctors and no one could fix her. Only 31 years old. She was in another religion that was not true Christianity. And she walked away and she said, I don't want to do anything with God anymore because she's tired of that religion. I don't want to mention what religion. At the end, I was sitting in my office as a doctor, not as a pastor. And I could not stand anymore. 31 years old. How many more years are you going to suffer from this pain? So I boldly say, Mrs. So-and-so, do you want to consider that you seek spiritual healing? I believe your sickness is not physical. It's spiritual. Right away she said, no, no, I, I don't want anything about God. I don't want anything spiritual. Then I began to share testimony of my patient who got healed from brain cancer. The man in Thailand who got healed from river cirrhosis in the last meeting in January in Thailand. I began to share about how God healed my wife from bleeding, healed my family members, healed a member of my church with colon cancer, healed one of the new members who have chronic back and neck pain, and now the pain is gone, and she could go back to work. So after that, she began to say, oh, where is your church? I gave her the card. She said, I'm going to try to go visit. I encourage her. You can see doctors, you can seek medical science, but I don't think it's going to be a waste of your time if you seek spiritual healing, which means let God heal you. Amen. I'm going to share about healing this evening, about how Jesus healed people. Amen? Amen? So, I was touched by the fire, and I have the bonus to tell my patient that you don't need a neurosurgeon. You need God. I don't need money from you. You need Jesus to heal you. Amen? When you get touched by the fire, you have bonus to tell people the truth. You begin to have mercy toward people and say, no, this is not right. You are being tortured and tormented by the devil, by your curse and sickness. You need to come to know Jesus. It's like Moses. Moses was very shy from the beginning. He stuttered when he talked. But after he got touched by the fire, he dared appear in front of the Pharaoh. When you got touched by the fire, you become bold to tell people, God loves you. God is the answer to you. Not only that, you have the anointing, the fire of God gives you the power that when you speak to people, the power of the fire will start to move in people.
people's heart and they will be melt and began to open to the gospel. So God gonna use you. I pray that you will not just be a Christian who just go to church on Sunday, waiting for Jesus to come back and go to heaven. I pray that you will say, God, I am here. Use me. You don't only heal me and purify me, but you anoint me, touch me by your fire. That fire, like a kerosene, like a gas saline, that burn on the inside of you, and you cannot sit around do nothing for yourself. You cannot just sit around and watch TV all day long. The fire of God burn, and you say, "I need to do something for the kingdom of God." I'm gonna set a city ablaze. I'm gonna make Tennessee know that God is real. God is not just a religion. I'm gonna make my daughter, my husband, my wife know that God is real. And you cannot do it by your own strength. You need the fire of God to burn on the inside of you. He burned you on the inside, and then you go out to burn other people. Amen. God still use vessel to be like an arsonist. You know, you are arsonist to go out to burn other people, not burn in a good way, though. Burn in a biblical way, spiritual way. Amen. God's fire will call you to take you out from the comfort zone. Out from selfish zone, living for yourself, into the zone of living for God. Amen. You will be the businessman for God. You will be the workers of a company, employees for God. You're going to be a housewife who open your home to feed people and get people saved. You will be the mailman who will pray for your customer when you hand the letter to them. The envelope to them. You will be the <laughs> the strong business owner who also run the church for God and pray for your members. Amen. You will not just live for yourself any longer. I want to let you know one thing: you will never become fulfilled in your life until you live for God, until you live for the kingdom of God, and you will live for the kingdom when you are burned and a blaze inside you. And I feel that, that this morning when I woke up at 6.30 a.m., when I woke up, I could not sleep. The fire of God is on me. I just get up and began to pray and pray for my members, pray for the churches here, pray for people. And then I sit down and type lesson. I finished about two or three lessons this morning. I type and just write a lesson and edit some lesson. I'm trying to write about Obed-Edom right now. I try to write about how Obed-Edom received the blessing so that I can teach people. Amen. When the pastor came to pick me up, I just finished one lesson and I said, wait for one minute. I want to click send the email to everybody, that lesson. And I click and then close my computer. It's done one lesson to send to all the pastors. The file of God burned on the inside to see the kingdom of God expanded, to see people Save to see people get delivered. People move out from calamity and destruction into the super abundant life. The fire of God burns on the inside of you. Our human nature is selfishness. We live for ourselves. But when the fire of God comes into your life, He will burn to make you living for God. 
the kingdom oriented person not for yourself but thank god while you're living for the kingdom he still take care of you financially he feed you he take care of your business as you take care of his business he takes care of your business amen he will not let you become poor he will not let you become beggar and beg money from people he going to give you more than enough to do the business of the lord amen Exodus chapter 13:21 to 22 And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so as to go by day and night he did not take away the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night from before the people Moses met the fire then he got his heart ablaze to serve the Lord, to become a deliverer. You can become a deliverer in San Diego. You can save so many people in your city. You can be a deliverer in Houston, Texas. Amen? In your city. God can use you to help so many people around you. But as you go on to serve the Lord, you still need direction. The Bible says that the pillar of fire, the glory, the tangible presence of God, let them at night. The pillar of cloud, let them and protected them during the day. They follow the pillar of fire and follow the pillar of cloud and protect them in the back. When the army of the Egyptian soldier came, the pillar of cloud came in between them and blocked them from attacking the Hebrews. Wow, it's so wonderful. The fire of God leads, protects, and covers you. Covers you from the sunshine so that the sunshine will not burn you too bad. Leads you as you walk and come behind you when the enemy tries to kick you in the back. He will kick and touch the glory and bounce back and cannot kick you. The file of God protects and leads you. It's amazing. I love that. Since I have been in the fire of revival or the fire of holiness, I admit that I could hear the voice of God more clearly now. All the time, God will tell me to do this, to do that, call that person. He remind me and he talk to me. He show me when I read the Bible. He tells me what to do. He guides me and leads me that I will not have to waste my time doing something that is not productive. Or I would go in the wrong place and waste money away. He tell me, call that person. Or uh, you forget something at home. Go back right now to get it. Go home right now. Do something. Something going to happen. This happened to me every single day in my life now. He just leads me all the time. The fire of God will lead you in every day of your life. Every little things of your life. Where to park the car. When you drive into the shopping mall, he will tell you, turn right and don't turn right again. Turn left and you're going to find the parking. Oops, oh wow, the parking is there. Wonderful, I don't waste my time. Or maybe you walk out to the car and going to go to work and then he say, you forget your purse. You forget your ID or something. You know, he would warn you and tell you, 
It's wonderful to be led by the presence of God all the time, every single day. Amen. And not only that, you will be protected as well. We need the protection more than any century, any time of humanity. The devil is working so hard now, over time, to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He even tried to destroy the church in a different ways by false teaching, gossiping, attacking, all kind of things, fighting, strife in the church. We need protection. The fire of God will come around us and protect us. It's beneficial to live in the fire, to be baptized in the fire, to welcome and host the fire of glory, to have Him in your life and around you all the time. I believe this simple teaching stirs you up and get you to get hungry for the fire of God. Amen? Amen. And to live in the fire, to be the host for the glory of God. How many people want to be the host of the fire, of the glory? How many people want to live in the glory all the time? How many people believe that if you carry the glory of God back to your home, little by little, or sometimes subtly, some supernatural breakthrough will happen in your house. Supernatural breakthrough. When you carry the fire in your house, your kid may be healed. Your kids may repent. Something happened. Financial breakthroughs. Supernatural health breakthrough. Habit breakthrough. Relationship breakthroughs. But you need to get the fire of God inside you first. Let Him deal with you first. And then He will use you to carry that or host that glory or the fire to the society, to your home, to your kids and help them. I'm glad that I welcomed the fire of God since 1995 to 97, around that generation, that time. Now I reap the blessing. I can see that my three kids are doing well. They love God. They're very gentle, kind, obedient, fear God. Oh, I'm so blessed that I welcome the fire of God when my kids are small and they grow up in the glory. And now I see my grandchildren grow up in the fire of God. Oh, my son, can you imagine? Six years old. He lay hand on people and he, he pretended. This is not real, okay? He pretended. He lay hand on people and he prayed in tongue. But not real tongue. It just, he just pretended he prayed in tongue because he's too young to pray in tongue. What I try to say is that they grow up in the glory. They want the glory. When you ask my grandchildren, who do you love the most? God. They will answer like this. I love God. I love my mom, I love my dad, I love my grandpa, I love, and, and I love everyone. That's the answer. And sometimes they compose a song. They just sit there and play and they say, I love God. And they sing, I love God, I love my mom, I love my dad. All about love, not hatred. Because they grow up in the glory. Amen. Parents, welcome the fire in your house. Amen. It's not too late. Okay? Take this seriously. 
take this message seriously. Don't let the devil throw the blanket on the fire in your life and stop it. Keep the fire burning, burning, burning until the last day of your life. Because if you keep and host the fire, it will not only benefit you, but it will not benefit your family members, your kids, your grandkids, and people around you. Because you carry and host the glory that will touch other people. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I pray that you will be that kind of Christian. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. How many people are hungry for the fire of God? How many people say, I don't want to be the same? Today you touch me and change me. Father, I believe, Lord, that today you will touch your people, baptize your people with fire. You shall cleanse them, purify them. You shall, Lord, sanctify them, burn all the junk out of them, and call them into the life of service for the kingdom of heaven. Give them compassion. Give them mercy toward the lost, toward those who are taken advantage by the enemy. Lead them, Lord. Protect them. Guide them. Help them to host the glory of the fire. Call them to stand up for the fire of God. Use them to be the deliverer of people around them like Moses, Lord. Oh, Lord, take them to the next level, higher and higher, to become like an eagle, not like chicken, not like turkey on the ground. They will rise up above the mountains of problem, above the storm of life, Father, because your fire will give them energy and power to go up higher and higher in their Christian walk and journey, Father. Oh, Lord, we are hungry. We want to be used by you to shake the nations, to set our home and city ablaze. Lord, dip us in the kerosene of your spirit today, Lord, Father. And for those who are listening to this teaching, Father, pour out your fire upon them at home, in their office, in their kitchen, Father, that the fire of God will touch them, burn them right now, Father, in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. How many people say that it's true, Pastor? What you preach, I have some experiences of what you say. That is true. You change since you got touched by the fire of God. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So when you come to receive the fire, this is the principle. Number one, you need to be hungry. God is not a boy that you can play with. He's the king. So you cannot play game with God. You come to God, you come seriously that I'm hungry, I need the fire. You don't try to test God. Oh, if you're real, I'm going to test you. He say, bye-bye. You cannot test me about this issue. You can test God about money, but you cannot test God about the Holy Spirit. You need to honor and respect the Holy Spirit. Two, 
Not only that you hungry, number two, you need to be humble. You need to realize that you are not perfect. You are in the process of transformation, from glory to glory to glory. If you think you are graduate already, or you are perfect, you don't need God anymore. The fire of God cannot help you. The fire of God can help only people who admit that they are not perfect. They still need to be changed, to be purified and burned by the fire. Number three, you need to repent. You say, God, anything in my life that is not good, please remove them from me. Get rid of them from my life. Number four, you need to yield. I cannot perform surgery on a patient who is not yielding to me. If my patient get up from the table and fight with me, I have to back off and say, come back later on until you say you are ready to yield to the surgeon. In the same way, God is a gentleman. He will never force you. He will only do according to the level of your faith and according to what you allow him to do. As long as you allow him to keep purifying you, he will do it. And he will do it until the last day of your life. Number five, you need to come to him by faith. You need to believe that the fire of God is real. You need to believe that the fire of God can change me. You need to believe that God loves you, cares for you, and he wants to change you. And you approach him by faith. You approach the throne of grace by faith. By his grace. You don't deserve it, but by his grace, he will touch you, change you. And he wants to move you to the next level. He wants to get rid of all the junk from you so that you can be free to run the race and to be the blessing to other people. Amen? Amen. He doesn't want you to carry all the junk on you and tire yourself, exhausted yourself. He wants to set you free so that you can help other people. Amen? Amen? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Pray with me. Father, I'm desperate, hungry, and yielding. I come to you by faith and humility to receive the baptism with fire. I repent of my sin. I know, Lord, I have weaknesses, shortcomings, and failures. Compared to your son, Jesus, I am not perfect at all. I'm still far away from the perfection of God. I want to grow up. I want to change. I want to be transformed by the hand of God. I want to host the glory. I want to be the holy vessel. Holy temple to host the glory. Therefore, today, Lord, touch me, cleanse me, purify me, empower me, revive me. In Jesus' name, I receive by faith. 
เอเมน Thank you Jesus Hallelujah The Bible say that when Paul was on earth The Bible say this way Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them so you can see here from the scripture that there is transferring of the holy spirit from one person to another person god used paul to lay hand and the bible say perform unusual miracle Any kind of miracle, healing, maybe the broken family healed, financial uh, breakthroughs, all kinds of miracle by the hand of Paul, and the anointing on Paul can be transferred through cloth, through the handkerchiefs or apron. Uh, when I went out to mission trip many times, people would bring me bunch of handkerchief. Sit on the table and I lay hand on all the handkerchief to send to people to heal the sick and to cast the demon out because I cannot fly everywhere in the world. I can be at one place at one time. One Filipino gentleman who lives in Taiwan, he is not Chinese, he is Philippine. He was attacked by, I believe, either lung cancer or colon cancer, final stage. His son was going back to Taiwan to visit the dad. He was 72 years old. So before he left, he came to me and said, "Could you lay hand on this handkerchief?" Okay, I lay hand. After that, he went back, gave handkerchief to his father, and say, "My pastor, lay hand on this. Just confess that you are healed." So the father took it by faith. I think the father was Catholic. Took it by faith. After that, cancer was gone. A few years later, he came to Seattle to play guitar and sing special song for his son' wedding, and he was still alive to today and well. This is maybe six, seven years ago. He got healed by the anointing. So, what happened to Paul still happened today. The handkerchief. But today we don't need handkerchief because I'm here. <laughs> so I will lay hand on you. And you receive the Holy Spirit by faith. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you and touch you today. Thank you, Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www. NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.